We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. And he's like, you captain like a, like a, a Gilfie Sigurdsson or a Kevin De Bruyne, and like right. most people would, then Hagazi scores. Or no, no. It'll be like the Solomon topic. Rondon, one of those. No, you captain the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor of Rotowire.com. Joined by Jordan Cooper on this uh, Thursday morning, we have... We're in the middle of an, or we are about to start an international break. I don't know. I guess the break starts early, but we're having some international matches now. So this is not the regular Thursday preview for the Premier League weekend, but we are, there are still matches that are happening. And so there are still uh, DFS slates to play. And so uh, we made, decided to make this an Ask the Shark column podcast so that Jordan didn't ever have to write again. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that before we do. Jordan, how are you? Good. Uh, soccer, no soccer for three days? Feels What's weird. What's up with that? What's up with that? There was a time where we complained there wasn't enough, and we almost got to the point where we were like, maybe there's too much? But then three days happens, and you're like, wow, what do we do? 
Right. There's nothing. And I don't play NFL, so I don't care with the, that season coming up. But, I mean, we have the uh, all the transfer window closing. So right. you, have, you can just pay attention to all the fake rumors that the mirror puts out. But, <laughs> which uh, doesn't pay you as well as playing fantasy soccer does. But I suppose the downside is a little higher. Well, if I, if I was playing for the if I was playing DFS for the Qatari government, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh We'll move on from that. Um, one of the questions that we did get was about these kind of World Cup qualifiers that we see because a lot of times there are significant mismatches. Uh, today, Thursday, is one of those because we have... Um, three of them. We have three of one, them. Right. Three of them. We have three of them in the, the European slate. Um, Belgium and Gibraltar, Portugal and the Faroe Islands, and Switzerland and Andorra, which have absurd odds in favor of the favorites, obviously. Uh, and so the question is basically, like, how do you handle a slate with so many favorites, which obviously includes so many guys who have incredible uh, anytime goal-scoring odds? Right, and it's not even just the, that they're favored. is that the totals of the games are also high. Right. Like, like sometimes you, you will see, like, if Greece is playing, like a, a lesser offensive team. I'm not picking on Greece, but... You know, they, they're they not a, the heaviest of attacking teams that no. even when they play the Faroe Islands, they the total may still only be three and a half or four, maybe four, something like that, where it's like, okay, they'll they'll have an easy three nothing win. Uh, but the difference between that and having a total of seven, <laughs> because it's not because it's not like seeing you, you never see a total of seven in a game where both sides score like we had have uh, France, Netherlands today, which has a high total for soccer not for the slate but you right. know when it's you know 2.8 total but it's kind of a pick i mean france is favored but you expect both teams to score so yeah. but 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 in the like the belgium game it's like the total seven and a half and the implied uh goal total for belgium is 7.49 <laughs> right like it's uh, like that you don't expect gibraltar to to have a shot on goal at all the right. entire game yeah, I think uh, what I saw was that the odds were better that um, Belgium won nine nothing as opposed to like three one, which or two nothing or two nothing. Yeah, which is even lower. Um, and so it is pretty crazy to see. I mean, usually you see uh, in the those exact scoreline kind of charts that I have that we do in the cheat sheets. It's like basically the odds are up to a four four draw usually, and in these slates, it's like there are legitimate odds. For Belgium, Portugal, and Switzerland to win nine nothing. Not that I'm telling anybody to take that, but like that's how you you just don't even see, see those offered in most slates. And so, um, so here we are. So, do you try to guess on one? Do you like to spread it out? Like, it seems like we're getting to the point where you're just flipping coins between high uh, high chance goal scorers. Well, the, the first thing you have to do is understand that these are not your typical DFS soccer slates like typical DFS soccer strategy goes out the window. I mean, it, it, it stays the same. It just, you have to think differently. It's, it's similar to a situation in poker where you're playing the low suited connectors to hit a, you know, a straight or a flush and you have more hot, you have higher odds of by the time all five cards are out on the table that you're going to get there than trying to hold up with like a one pair type of hand. So you have to think in terms like normally in when we play like EPL, 
or MLS even, or, you know, like a, a normal, a normal slate uh, in a league that soccer just doesn't have enough goals that to rely on them. Right. That you, you have eight spots on your roster and one's for goalkeeper. And if you're going to go for goal scorers, like you got to get everything, you got to get all the goal scorers right because you could pick guys that get a goal's worth of points otherwise, most probably. Mm-hmm. So that's why the cash strategy, or even even in GPP, is that you know you don't you don't lean towards the goal dependent guys. You want guys with somewhat of a floor, something something there, especially for the price. But now you're you're, you're with, with slates that have absurd goal scoring odds, like the the chances. I I, I mean you take a look at a, a 10k Lukaku or a 11 8 Ronaldo and go go they have a better chance. Of, they more than an even money chance of scoring two goals in this game, which is 24 points on DraftKings, and there's there's no one that's going to get 24 points worth of peripherals. Right. Like you can't make that. You can't make that up. Like I mean, yes, in certain certain matchups, maybe like a charisma. I was you know, just about a, to say, a, yeah. He's the right, only one that, I could think of that would. Right. That 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 could put in like 26 crosses right. in a game. But uh, it's actually in this game. Like this is the situation you would find it in. Not necessarily, I think, in a closer game. Because uh, Charisma is old. He's most likely going to, would, wouldn't even be playing 90. Well, that's true. So yeah. you may not have that high of an upside for, for that amount. I mean, it's not like Portugal is going to be like, oh, it, it, it's 0 0 heading into the 80th minute. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when you, that, that's when you, you want Charisma because that you have no other goal scorers and he's just sending the ball in. But this game, I mean, they'll be, they'll be up by three, three or four goals by that point anyway. Right. So why are they crossing the ball in? They're just going to hold the ball and have possession mm-hmm. and a bunch uh, of short corners if they right do attack right something like that. But I'm now, I'm not looking specifically for this slate, but just in general, uh, it the the set piece takers on the teams you're not you you really yes they yes they have a floor. You're right, but when the upside of the goal scores are in the two three four goal range, like you you can't cash without that. You can't on a slate. Where there's five games, and there's the, three out of the five games, the combined implied goal total of the three favorites are over 15 goals. <laughs> Do you think you're going to win without goal? Because also you have to talk about assists as well. So it's not a matter of I mean you you pick you pick a a, a high implied uh, goal scorer on one of these teams. He may also get two assists. Right. To the other, I mean like you, you're you're not going to be able to win peripherally on these slates that it, and that's why for, for someone like a cash player like me it it becomes a little bit more like a lottery but it's it but it's not like you're you're picking the goal scorers on 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 the on the games that don't have the high totals like you know you you wait for the lineups to come out you see who's going to be up there and you just go okay whoever's whoever's up top for this team like it doesn't matter that they're 10k but i mean that they're more than even money to even get a hat trick. I mean, like on this slate coming up, it like is Lukaku like plus one twenty for three goals. For three goals, right? Which is it just <laughs> you get slightly less than it's forty eight percent shot at thirty six points. Like you can't make that up. Like taking taking a a, 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 a you know like a, a winger. Mm-hmm. Like even even if you take a look at Portugal, if you take a look at some of these teams, it's like just take just take the guy that's most likely going to score the goals. And worst case scenario, uh, he's high owned, so it's not going to hurt you. And best case scenario, you punish everyone that didn't roster him because he's he's sitting there with three goals and two assists, <laughs> with fifty, 
the two points. Like you, you're not going to cash peripherally in these slates. Don't even bother trying. You're look. You're basically looking for where are the goals and try to get as many of them as possible. And depending on the pricing, uh, you you can't cover you can't cover yourselves everywhere. You're gonna have to you know give or take. Right. Like a lot of times, understand that a lot of times these types of matchups they may only be one game with that. Mm-hmm. Like we see like we saw a couple of weeks ago with Germany, where Germany's playing you know Gibraltar or something. And every, all the other games are closer. And when I mean closer, that could be one game where a team is like a minus 700 favorite. And we're like, oh, that's a close game. <laughs> I've been, in comparison to a minus 25,000 favorite game with an eight total. <laughs> right. So in that situation, it's it's not unheard of, even even for cash purposes, to just stack. To just like, I'm, I'm just going to make sure to get as many goals from this game uh, because... The, it doesn't matter what happens peripherally in the other games. I just want to make sure I get all the goals from this game. You could also pick and choose. That's a little bit more risky. Mm-hmm. So let's let in this uh, slate coming up. I mean, with three games. I mean, you have one game that's at a seven and a half total. So that's even above the two games that are at four and a half totals. So it's perfectly. It could be a perfectly viable strategy to just say I don't even care about the other two games. Let me just get all the Belgian goals. Right. Like as long as I get all the Belgian goals. It doesn't matter. Like you take a look and you can't, you can't fit in. The pricing is actually pretty sharp. That yeah, it you, is. You, you can't you can't fit them all in. So you look and you go, do I want to pick out the goal scorers uh, and make sure and think I'm going to be right on the Switzerland goal scorer, on the Portugal goal scorer, on the Belgian goal scorer? And understand a lot of times uh, two things. First off, uh, wait for the lineups to come out because when they're playing two games in one break. This is the easy matchup for them. So they, they, you may see a, a lineup where half the players are, you know, guys that are just in the squad, and you know, the, the coach wants to look at them to see maybe they do make the World Cup squad. Yep. Because this is the easier matchup, so let, we'll throw them in to start. Or you get the opposite of uh, the guys that, that have the highest goal scoring odds come out at the half. They're already up two or three goals. Maybe they got one or two, and then the guy that comes in scores a hat trick. So don't don't go by well these eleven guys are going to be the ones that score the seven goals. It's like well there's going to be three substitutes. They're not going to play all ninety mm-hmm. when they're up six nothing. <laughs> right. Like someone's, someone's coming days. out. Right. So uh, by picking the goal scorers on each of the sides, like if you get any of that wrong, like you're dead. Yep. And if you pick if you stack a team, that's actually safer because. You take a look and you go, okay, well, if I fade Cristiano Ronaldo and he scores a hat trick, well, the guy that you're fading him for may have a hat trick also. Right. May even out. May even out. Like you're not you're not losing anything on a normal slate with with a Real Madrid or a Portugal in that type of situation. Fading Ronaldo, like it's un you would be unheard of uh, as far as like you're not going to make up the points. Right. Like you could fade him and just go, I hope he just doesn't get a goal. He gets eight points, and it's one of those games where he doesn't get a goal, and then the this whole slate scoring is low, so it doesn't matter. But in that situation, if he scores three goals, you're dead. Like there's there's no there's no other person on the slate that's going to score that points mm-hmm. on these types of slates. When you have multiple games like that, I mean, you may not you, there may not be a perfect lineup with all the goals in it because everyone's too expensive. You may see you know. You may see six goals come out of the entire the the Belgian front line, and you can't roster all three of them. Right, but so if you, as long as you roster one of them, if each of them score two goals each and one assist each, 
It's like as long as you have two of them, you're fine. And yeah. then you then you look in the other games, and in the two other games, there's three guys that fit that profile also. So you take a look <laughs> at six guys that all have two goals and one assist, and you can't roster all six of them, but you could roster three of them, and no one could roster four of them. So as long as you have those three, you're good. It doesn't matter that you faded this guy in this game and he scored because, you know, there's going to be so many goals. But the the fact of the matter is you can't don't these types of slates. You don't even bother looking at who has a little bit slightly higher floor peripherally. Obviously, set piece takers, especially if they're playing in the front line, have higher value because you, you're not reliant on goals. Uh, but. But I mean, I'm I'm not looking going. You know, let me look at the game that's a two total uh, outside of this, and who takes you know set pieces for the underdog. <laughs> right. I mean, like I I I I can't see how you would ever pay up for that. So you pay up for goals and you pay down for value, which is the complete opposite of a normal EPL like slate where you want to pay down for goals. You want to try to get the cheap goal. You want to use the you know the the forward slot for not an 11k guy, but uh, a 6K guy that gets the goal, and you want to pay up for value. You want to pay up, you know, 8,500, 9,500 for the you know the home favorite set piece taker. These types of slates is the opposite. It's just like, like who is the highest goal scoring odds? I don't care how much he is. 12K, slot him in. Slot him in. Yep. You slide, slide as many of those guys in, and then you look around. And you go, I got like 3,800 per player, and then you go, uh, is there anyone that could get me five points? <laughs> that's really, but that's really what you what you look at. It's like you the at that point, uh, the difference between your 3,800 defender scoring five and seven points, that two-point difference is not going to matter if the goals aren't there. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And if the goals are there, if you get if you get eight goals in your lineup, the difference between the two points and the defenders isn't going to matter much either. Right. Right? I mean, it may matter at the very top, like the difference between coming in first in GPP and coming in fourth. But it's not going to mean the difference between you cashing and you not cashing. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the guy that scored four goals combined with the guy that scored three goals, like you, you, you ain't cashing anyway. You're probably not winning that one. Yeah. So the two point difference in defender, who cares? So that's why you kind of fit in. Who, who do you think is going to score the goals? And then even even when you're punting at uh, at uh, at defender, it's like you can even look at who's going to score the goals there, mm -hmm. right? And then when in doubt, in in my opinion, uh. If, if you're going to punt on these types of slates at defender, uh, I, I much prefer uh, taking the home favorite center backs sure. over underdog, cheap, rotated fullbacks. Yep. Only because the, these games are like that clean sheet, that three-point clean sheet bonus, assuming they play at least 60. Like, I don't... I, yeah, yeah, sure. Andorra may score. But I mean, like, <laughs> You're talking. You're talking. These these games are absurd. So you could lock that in. Probably at like maybe a tackle one, maybe, because they won't be doing much other than passing the ball to the front. You know, most of the game. Uh, but I mean, you could and they but they could score a goal, right? I mean, you could have a set piece goal or something. But I take a look at that. It's like, do I, I if I'm paying thirty four hundred for a defender, I'd rather take the guarantee three points. Mm -hmm. Whatever come and if I get five, then it's perfect. That's all I need. But rather than take the the rotated fullback from you know an away underdog of a team that you know that fullback his day job is being you know a dentist or something, like yeah, you're right. <laughs> Maybe crossing the ball the most because they're going to be down eight goals. But 
Like how many times they're not going to have the ball enough. Like that guy's going to, yes, that guy may get three or four points. Absolutely right. But, uh, you know, the center back for the home favorites, like they're guaranteed that practically. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I think that's the, and then the, the, the cheap keepers, because in order to fit in, a, you know, multiple of uh, goal scorers, you, you can't take a, you can't take a expensive keeper. Right. I mean, you can, I mean, you can differentiate in GPP, but typically the strategy that I do for uh, the keeper is, which, which in this, in these types of situations, like if it's just one game like this, typically I don't, I don't, I don't, I try not to uh, take the keeper against the attackers that I have, but sometimes that is the optimal play. Sometimes it's like, you know, Ronaldo scores four goals, but the goalkeeper also has 11 saves. Right. So, like, I mean, sometimes you do. But if when there's multiple games, if there were two ridiculously heavy favored games and you were like, I'm going to take a little bit more of my salary on one game over the other. That typically means that if you're going to play the cheap keeper, you played in the you play the keeper from the game that you have the less exposure to. Right. right. I mean, that to me, that makes more sense. If you're taking the set piece taker guy that could also score a goal, but he's primarily the passer guy on one game and then you take them the goal two goal scorers from the other game it's like take we'll take the keeper from the the game where you're getting the guy with slightly more peripherals because correlative wise it's possible that the guy that sends in a lot of crosses could make value and the goalkeeper could uh, could somehow get a shutout or something i mean like but i mean when you take the primary goal scorer of one team and the keeper it's like there's no way for really both of them to put up high upside scores right um, <clears throat> that actually goes in well with our next question. We got it on Twitter from at DCLA and football is spelled F-T-B-O-L for anybody who wants to get in touch with whoever goes by footy. But the question was, do you find it better to punt on a defender, say for a cheap center back, or is it more advantageous to play it cleverly as your punt play at 3,300, which... It's obviously in reference to your... Full of people are reaching out with the Cleverly. So much Tom Cleverly love on this podcast. It's just... This was going to get us shut down. Um, You obviously played uh, Tom Cleverly this past weekend. That slate was significantly different than this World Cup qualifying slate that we were just talking about. So I feel like the immediate answer to the question is the same as every question. It depends on the slate. Right. Well, of course. (laughs) But it seems like this significant number of uh, big favorites and high totals is what pushes you towards a center back punt as opposed to playing a $3,300. I guess there's no Tom Cleverly equivalent on this slate because um, we don't have the, I don't think we have one from this. No, Euro I, don't, slate. I, don't, I don't, I don't think there is one, <clears throat> but Tom it's, Cleverly it's, is it's, too much of his own person to be duplicated in a world cup slate, but world cup. Yeah, but it's, it's, this, this you, you still go through the same process regardless of whether it's this type of slate or a normal type of slate. It's everything's dependent on the player pools of each position. Right. It, so if you take a look at this world, these World Cup qualifying slates, I mean, we're talking about, you know, the one that if you're listening, it's probably over by now. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're, we're, we're not trying to preview this coming slate. We're just, you know, talk about slates that have these ridiculous lines which you don't find in mostly i mean even psg versus the bottom of of ligon is is minus 1500 which is still three times less than than switzerland right like i mean it's still it's still ridiculous uh 
that because on the slate, what we're talking about is that the forward pool has all the goal scorers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some MFs, some uh, multiple positional MF guys that are goal scorers, but on a slate where you need all the goals, well, the forward position is where all the goals are. And then you take a look at the defender pool and you go, yuck. <laughs> like, there's no goals there. And they're really, other than maybe one guy, there's no, like, reliable floor, set piece, whatever. So when you take a look at that, you go, okay, uh, because forward is so loaded that you need to pay up at forward. And with defender not as loaded, the difference between two defenders isn't going to make that much of a difference. So you shouldn't be paying a premium for anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're going to pay for the one guy, maybe, in a lineup that maybe you're fading one of the big forwards. Okay, I can understand that. But the same thing when we're talking about, you know, do you punt with defender? Or do you punt with midfield? Well, it depends on, like, th- that slate that we were talking about with Cleverly. I'm like, well, on that slate, you also had Noble. Mm-hmm. as a, a But you, you had multiple. Tom Carroll. Uh, Tom, right, Tom Carroll, if you wanted. Uh, and none of them were bad plays. I mean, I chose Cleverly over them. But you had multiple 3K-level options that could make decent value for that small of a salary. So when you do have that, why are you looking at defender for that spot? When you looked at defender that slate, you saw multiple 5K-level defenders that had high floors and high upsides. So you know people are going to pay up. Why it, The difference between a, a 5,500 defender on that slate and a $3,500 defender, it was massive. And if you go up and then if you saw... That, okay, if I'm going to go down from the 5,500 guy defender to the 3,500 center back, and then I'm going to go up from the 3,500, the cleverly guy, and, and then you go up to 5,500, like, what do you get there? And if you look at the 5,500 range and you don't see anything, you're like, well, the guys in the 5K range are as, as good as the guys in the 3K range. It's like, well, that's why you pay down at that midfield spot. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the points that you're gaining between the two, for that, that, that was the main mistake that I lambasted you about <laughs> between cleverly and punching. It's not that punching was a bad play. It's just that for the 1300, you weren't, if punching was 3,300 also, we wouldn't have even, we wouldn't even talk about it. Right. I mean, it was just like, okay, he was an option in that, in that price range, but you're paying 1300 for what's really that much of a difference, a point. I mean, like what, I mean, what are you really gaining out of it? So that's why uh, when looking to decide where to punt, uh, we're gonna play. You're gonna play this high 12k guy. You're gonna play Erickson and Kane together, or something like that. You know, do something. You have to look and go. Where's the mid? Where? What? Where is the uh, positional pool weakest and strongest? You'll see in some of these Champions League group stages and Europa League even that you could play four defenders if you want. You get a lot of these attacking fullbacks, and then like th- these aren't the slates to go cheap on defender. Because you're going to need 10 points out of each defender spot when you get to play these these attacking fullbacks. That's when you need to find the 3,500 midfielder. Mm-hmm. But then there are other slates where you look at and you go, wow, there's really no, the, the highest defender is 5K. They're a fullback, but their floor is like six points. So it's like, yeah, they are the best defender, I guess. But, I mean, I could take a 3,400, you know, fullback or even a favored center back and, like, like the difference between getting six points for five thousand and three and a half for thirty four hundred is like uh, just I'll take the sixteen hundred dollars and put it somewhere else, and that's the key. Is like where are you putting it? If you're putting it into another position and you're not getting much out of it, well, you didn't do anything. 
So that's why you have to consider your, your whole goal is to score points for your whole lineup. So if you're able to go up at forward from, from a 7,800 forward to a 9,500 forward, that's more likely to score. And the point, the, the cheap defender plus the high goal scoring guy together will put up more points than taking the quote two safer guy, the cheaper forward and the more expensive defender. Well, that's what you have to do the assessment with. I mean, the money needs to go somewhere. That's why when we talk about, is there anyone worth paying up for? Like, there's always someone worth paying up for. You'd rather have better players. <laughs> but it's versus the amount of money you spend, salary cap, versus the points you think you're going to get out of them. Like, when we talk about Cedric, I'm like, you know what you're going to get, but typically he's he's typically he's not worth his, his price. But if you have the money, you'd rather not leave 1K on the table and pick a 4600 Defender, Cedric at least is safer. So it's like okay, you pay, you, but you have the money left. But if you didn't, if you didn't have the money, you're like I'd rather go up somewhere else, and it's going to be much more worth. If I'm able to th- fit in three stud midfield set piece takers for favorites, and then you know play two 3,800 fullbacks or whatever, that may be more optimal. But a lot of times you don't get the three stud set piece taking midfielders. You're just like oh, there's there's no one to pay up for here. So right. if there's no one to pay up for, pay, you got to pay up somewhere. Pay up a goalkeeper. Pay up somewhere. You have the money, so do it. You don't get to keep it. I wish you could. You roll it over to the next league. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's been considered. That'll be next after the pick'em games. You know how you know how frustrating that would be. It's like I'm going to lose seven slates in a row and then have all the money to play Ronaldo 14 times. <laughs> that's basically how a lot of GPP players play anyway. No, I, I, the next thing that they're going to do is uh, to, to, to piss us all off is make captains. Oh, that can't really be. I mean, I'm sure they've thought of it. it, it it's DraftKings. DK going to DK. Uh, but I can see with FPL. Right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Yep. Right. You go, okay, you pick your whole lineup and then you select the guy to be captain that their score counts twice. Right. Right. And then that tilts everyone when someone wins a GPP with a captain center back. Oh. <laughs> right, and he scored. Hagazi scored. Hagazi cap, right? And he's like, you captain like a like a, a Gilfie Sigurdsson or a Kevin De Bruyne, and like right. most people would, uh, you know. And then Hagazi scores, or no, no, it'll even be like more Solomon Rondon, one of those. No, you captain the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> the old right, Wayne Hennessy fifty-five point game. Right, uh, right. That'll yeah. tilt more people. Then, uh, then, then, then all of a sudden, the platform just collapses. Just collapse. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone withdraws. We're done. We're, We're done here. <laughs> nothing to see you. Oh God. All right. I got. I got nothing else, and I'm not sure I can handle any more after this <laughs> captaining goalkeeper uh, conversation. Did you have another question? No, but if you if you want uh, us to uh, answer, I mean, we'll put we'll put them in the queue for the times that there's the you know. Not a slate that much really to talk about. So uh, email Andrew, Andrew at rotowire.com. Me, Jordan at fantasyflush.com. Find us on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I'll just save all the questions. I mean, it, it could be about soccer. It could be about DFS. Uh, you know, just any, any question that I can answer on a podcast and not write an article about. <laughs> That'll help. Uh, you can also get us both in the Rotowire Slack chat, Rotowire Soccer Slack chat. Um, it's uh, available for all Rotowire subscribers. You can just uh, DM me or email me. Uh, I'm at Rotowire Andrew, or you can DM at Rotowire Soccer, and we'll get you involved. So um, 
like you said, we're going to do these Ask the Shark podcasts when there aren't basically preview or games to preview or Premier League games to preview. We are going to probably discuss Champions League slates, though, uh, during the Monday podcast when those start in two weeks. So uh, we've been we've gotten a bunch of questions of people asking if we could do some Champions League podcasts. So we heard you and we're going to pretty much we're, we're here every Monday and, and Thursday. That's right. Regardless. Right. And we'll talk about whatever we can at the time. So, Jordan, thanks, and uh, good luck today and this weekend. Yeah, you know, you know what's going to end up happening is that, you know, whoever, whoever I fade is going to score four goals, and whoever is not, it's gonna, it's the goal lottery slate of the century yep. where every, everyone, it, you can win and be on tilt. <laughs> We're all even now. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.